we look and believe that it is well with our souls, that we may glorify you in all we do. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be only acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Horatio Spotford received the following message from his wife. Saved alone, what shall I do? Spofford was a successful businessman, lawyer, and devoted Christian from Chicago. His, he, his wife, and four daughters had intended to travel to Europe on board the French ocean liner, the Ville du Havre, But a business obligation kept him behind. And so the rest of his family went ahead as planned, and he would take a ship a few days later to meet them. On November 24th, 1st, 1873, the Scottish ship, the Loch Ern, hit the Ville, the Ville du Havre. Clearly, I'm not good at French. And within 12 minutes, the ocean liner sank. 226 people perished. Amidst the horror, Horatio's wife, Anna, managed to cling to a board, and her life was spared. Nine days after the ship sank, she made it safely to England, where she sent the message to her husband, saved alone, what shall I do? Upon receiving the message, Horatio rushed to take the next ship that he could, he could to meet his wife in England. On the crossing, the captain of the ship pulled Horatio into his cabin and informed them that they were crossing the spot where his daughters had died. It was over that spot that Spofford penned the line of the, the line of the beloved hymn. When peace like a river attendeth my soul my way, when sorrow like the sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast tossed me to say, it is well, it is well. Crowds were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. It is easy to marvel at what God has does when things go the way we want them to. But we confess and believe that God is good and loving and sovereign. And this does not change whether the sun is shining or the sorrows billow like Thunder claps and water rages. Can you sing with Mr. Spofford that it is well with your soul? Do you trust God's goodness when you cannot see that there is a light at the end of a tunnel? I suspect that we have all had restless nights, those nights where sorrow or fear fill the pits of our stomachs, when we don't know how God will possibly Yet our heart still beats and air still fills our lungs, but nothing seems to matter. No the taste is no more, and we feel no joy in life. The crowd brings to Jesus a man who was without hope in the world. He was deaf. He could not hear even the chirp of the birds or his friends speaking to him. And to make it worse, he had a speech. 
He had no way of communicating. Undoubtedly, he felt alone, afraid, and hopeless. It is in times of darkness, whatever they may be, whether they're chronic illnesses, aloneness, lostness, God calls us to abide in him. Calls us to souls. But another one buys for our attention at these times as well. For the devil comes during the storms that toss us about and asks us those same questions that he asked Eve and others. Did God really say? He will place doubt in your heart. Is God really your good shepherd? Is God actually Is he really here in your suffering? Does he really do all things well? Relentless, he will ask if we do not guard against him. Are you sure? But Christ takes the blind man, the man who has no hope other than Christ. He takes them aside and he heals him. Christ takes us out of our spiritual blindness, takes us into himself, and it is in the assurance that we have in Christ that we can sing with Horatio Spofford. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let the blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well that we learn that our hope in him is not in vain. We are reminded that our hope will be fulfilled, for Christ doesn't take this man aside and give him a pep talk. He doesn't give him ten steps to a better you. He doesn't give him an attaboy and tell him he's awful proud of him for persevering. No, Christ heals him. Jesus makes things well for the man. Jesus delivers him from his bondage. In the same way, he delivers us from our bondage of sin, descends into our pits of despair, and carries us out. He does not leave us with some vague notion of hope, some half-filled promise, but the deed is done, our sins are forgiven. They've been put away from us. Our hope in Christ isn't merely a hope of a maybe, but a sure promise that God is creating in us a new creation. That God is renewing our hearts, our souls, and our minds. God is doing all things well. God is transforming our worldly struggles and those hopes into eternal hopes. And those hopes will be My sin, oh, the bliss of the glorious thought. My sin, not in part but in whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. I have a friend who is an amazing singer. 
beautiful voice and writes soul-stirring songs. I love to see her talent discovered by the wider world. And when it fits and people ask for music recommendations, I pass her on to them. We desire that the, we pe the people we love would be discovered, that they would be rewarded for their hard work and natural talent. And perhaps we think if I tell enough people, maybe my friend will finally be wonderful to want to pass them on. And this is in part what people did when they experienced Jesus. Although it was a bit more complex, they genuinely wanted people to know him. They wanted others to experience that same healing which they had experienced. They, but they also recognized that this man could possibly be does all things well. Let us tell everyone. Let us tell everyone that the Messiah has come that we might rejoice. But their hopes were worldly. And because of this, Christ wanted Their desires for healing, for fulfillment came out of worldly desires. For their wants, their wants were wants of that age. They missed the call that he was making to each and every one of them. His message in his incarnation then, and his message to us now, has not changed. Repent and believe, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, believe, join in to the kingdom. That better thing, that thing that if you invest in, will never fail you. For this world will pass away. This life will fade. But the kingdom of heaven, where our true citizenship lies, there is where our hope is. There is where our hope will be fulfilled. There is where true healing will finally and fully occur. There is where we will dwell with Christ forever. Yes, be a good citizen of wherever God has placed you. Be a good citizen, the best citizen of Prescott, of Arizona, of the United States. But be a good citizen not for worldly hopes, but because you are a citizen of a better country. Your true citizenship lies in that far country, you belong to the kingdom of heaven. My friends, where is your focus these days? What has your worries? What do you spend most of your time thinking about and pondering? Are your thoughts resting upon the glory of the kingdom of heaven? Have you made sure that your focus is daily, hourly, from moment to moment upon living in and building up that kingdom? Or have the princes of the world distracted you? Have you become bogged down and lost focus? And why, might you wonder, should we want, ponder, and focus on the kingdom of heaven? What is the kingdom of light that should, should comfort us so 
and demand our total focus and attention. The book of Revelation promises that one day the kingdom of heaven will come. One day all that has been perverted by sin will be by the fall and all that is dying in this world will be made new. And this is what St. John saw when he saw the new creation. A new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, prepared as a bride saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. God says, Behold, I am making all things new. My friends, this is what new creation, this is what creation groans for. This is what we're groaning for. When we look for better things, this is what our hearts are longing for. We often misplace this longing. Often think if this thing happens or if we get that thing, then my longing will be fulfilled. And perhaps it is. But our earthly hopes will fail us and leave us longing for something more. After his conversion, St. Augustine recalled the restlessness of his own heart recalled how he chased after every little thing in hopes of finding rest. But as he looked back, he recalled, my heart was restless until it rested in thee, O Lord. As long as we chase worldly affections, whatever they may be, our hearts will be restless. But our citizenship is in heaven. We are called to place our hope there. We are called to place our hope in the kingdom of heaven and recall what God has said. Behold, I am making all things new. He is renewing your heart. And he will renew all of creation. He is doing all things well. Can you imagine a better thing? Is there any earthly hope that can can compare? Be it Christ hence to live, if Jordan above me shall roll, no pain shall be mine, for death is, for in death or in life, thou shalt whisper to thy peace, my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And the people were astonished at all that Christ was doing. 
They were astonished because he fulfilled a promise that God had made to Israel some 700 years before through the prophet Isaiah. He promised that one would come, and then the eyes of the blind should be opened, and the ears of the deaf, deaf unstopped. Christ was the promised Messiah that opened the eyes of the blind and unstopped the ears of the deaf, that caused the lame to walk. In his working in the world, Christ started to make straight that which sin had made crooked. And we look forward to how God will act in eternity, how God will correct and make straight all that is crooked, how God will make all things new, and we will see our we see where our hope is to be placed, that God is making all things new. But we, as, but we are as prone to misplace our hope, prone to cling to the wrong hopes, to find our faith flailing in the wind if what we want doesn't happen when we want it to. For the crowd's hope was in Christ that he would heal them and heal their nation bondage of foreign rulers. But our hope in Christ, our hope that never fails, is for that kingdom in heaven, that it will come, and it is here that we find our peace. It is here that we are motivated to cry out to our Lord amidst so much turmoil. Cry out, come, Lord Jesus, come. And it is here that we say to our friends and our neighbors, Let me introduce you to the one who brings me peace. Let me introduce and bring you to the country that is better than you could ever imagine. It is here that we sing with that offering. The Lord, but Lord, it is for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky is not, the sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angels, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, Blessed rest of my soul, it is well with my soul, it is well, it is well with my soul. My friends, I know that the world feels dark right now. I know that there's a lot of mystery and unknown, there is a lot of fear, and there is much that seems it's worthy of being fearful of. But cry out to God in that fear, lament that which you have lost, Lament that which causes you pain. Lament your sin. But trust that God is sovereign, is merciful, is faithful, is bigger than you can imagine. Trust that he is good. Trust that God will put the evil we see in the world away. That God will use all circumstances for good, for his glory, that God will continue to draw men and the past and will renew the world. That what you see through a glass dimly now, one day we will see clearly. That the creation that is aching to be remade will be remade more beautiful than you could ever imagine. And one day, when our aching will be no more, on that day, that our hope was not in vain. And until that day, 
when the faithful shall be faith shall be sight, the clouds will be rolled back as a scroll, and trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul, and we shall sing. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.